Amen. I love the team. They're so versatile. Singers are versatile. You've got the instrumentalists can jump on any one of these instruments and just play like they've been playing for years. It's a fantastic team. God bless you. Great work there, Toby and all the team. Uh, all, all the workers that support what we do on a service. Uh, we've got the production team there putting up the scriptures up here. It's, it's a blessing. The announcements. Uh, come on now. Uh, we've got the cleaning team who, when we come in here, it's a cleaning building, so it's a blessing. Come on now. We've got the ushering team who's here to secure us. All right now, open the building, secure us. Uh, <laughs> can't forget the, the children's church. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Sunday mornings, man. Hey, I've been hearing some stories about the children up there. Uh, sometimes some of the, the workers come out in a cold sweat. <laughs> so I'm not coming to church no more next week. No, no, but they're, they're still with us. God bless you. Thank you for all your hard work. Uh, you run the church. Uh, God sees your hearts when you minister in this place. Can you say amen in this place? Uh, we're grateful for all that you're doing. Uh, God is good. How many are excited to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Uh, come on now. Yes. Uh, God is good. Uh, and all the time... Uh, Come on now, yes. We're going to turn on our Bibles to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Um, the illustration I would use is one of my favorites. And I can't remember if I've said this before or not. If I've said it before, well, just pretend it's the first time you've heard it, all right? Good stuff. So I remember it was 2011. Me and my wife... Uh, we, uh, all right now, come on, come on now. <laughs> Me and my wife, uh, we went to South Africa. Aye, it was, uh, it was, uh, yes, it was amazing. It was, a, it was an international impact team. This is the best kind of holiday because you get a holiday, but also you go out there to preach the word of God. It was, it was fantastic. South Africa is a beautiful country. Um, you know, some of the memories there I will never forget. I remember standing. They have whole school assemblies in the morning, and the head teacher says, you want to come preach? Come do it at my assembly. We had a whole school. We preached the gospel. Uh, loads I saw, like dozens. I saw even maybe come up to 50 people put their hand up to receive Jesus Christ, young girls, young guys. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, so many stories from that trip. Uh, one of the things that fascinated me was the, the amount of just animals that were just available. Uh, we would be driving along the street. We pull up, and there was a giraffe on the on the side of the road. I kid you not, just a giraffe was just there, just just chilling as if that's normal. Um, and uh, it was it was amazing that we did some tours. Uh, but one of the things we did that I will never forget as long as I lived uh, is that I played with a lion. Who can say they've ever played with a lion here? Who can say? My wife can, cause she did. Uh, oh, okay. I stand corrected. You guys are play. Are you just lying to me? You play with lions? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> were you getting chased by a lion? Oh, is that what you say? Oh, okay, that's a different story. All right. No, but we was allowed. We went to a, a lion enclosure, and we was we was literally inside a cage with a lion. Of course, it wasn't an adult lion because I would not be here to tell you the story. It was a baby lion, and they were just uh, aggressive and and so on. And it was just great to have that experience, but. The, um, the person that was working in the cage was giving us an insight about lions, how they function, how they think. And what happens is, um, you know, they have this built in, especially the males, they have this built in them to kind of like to kind of see who's the boss here. That's what's built in them from young. 
And when they're playing with you, they play with you, they, they do this thing. But when they get to a certain age, what they do is they come up beside you and bump you. And if you stand strong, you don't move, then they say, okay, they'll back down. They'll wait a couple of weeks. And then when they get a bit stronger, they've been eating some meat again, they'll see you come, they'll bump you again. And if you stand strong, they'll back down. But there comes a time they'll get quite heavy that they'll bump you and you'll begin to stumble. Then they realize, I've got you. They realize now I'm stronger than you. And I found it intriguing that at a young age, these lions will test you. They were testing people. So that's why they could come, we can come up with the baby lions. But the adult lions don't go nowhere near them because they know they are stronger than us. They have the knowledge. So they have tested all their life. And I find it interesting because we all know the Bible describes the enemy, the devil. like He, he roars around like a, seeking, seeking, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And I really pictured the enemy at that point when I was in that enclosure. I pictured the enemy just doing things just to test you. It was last week, uh, you know, God bless him. Uh, the, the man moved in across the road there. Um, and he was, uh, he's, uh, he's, he is my baby lion. He's doing stuff to test me. And he blocked in some of our cars there on Wednesday, just parked his car all over this stuff, just blocked it in. He, and I got out of my car. He was waiting for me. He says, you can't park here. I said, you're going to leave your car there? He said, yes, I am. He was testing me. <laughs> I said, God bless you, and I walked into church. Come on now. Have another pass the test. Come on now. But people who do that all the time, all of a sudden, some people will test you. Sometimes things will test you. And I want to read out of Luke chapter 22, where Jesus was talking to his disciples. He was giving them a revelation of what's going to happen in the future. And he comes here in verse number 31 of our text. The Bible says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. <laughs> and he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you even know me. I want to look firstly with you at um, a time of testing will come. See, the first point to pull out uh, is that Jesus said to Simon, uh, that the devil has asked you that he may sift you as wheat. Sift you as wheat. Now, we understand that when Jesus was talking, they're in an agriculture kind of setting. They understood exactly what Jesus was saying when he says, we're going to try and sift you as wheat. We have kind of lost that understanding of what it means. But the practical sense of in those times, workers would sieve just before they put grain into uh, to storage or grain into sacks to be transported or sold. They would shovel the wheat into big square boxes and they would have a netting over the top and once they've shoveled them into the box they'll turn the box upside down and shake it violently like shake it properly shake it violently in order to get the grit and the dirt away from the actual wheat and now you've left the grit now you have just the kernels that remain so that to be sifted really means to be shaken and separated it means to see what you are really made of so Jesus is saying to Peter, Satan has asked to, to shake you and separate you. He believes that you're just grit and dirt. And after the shaking, you're just going to fall down to the ground. So the devil is doing things and he's 
producing things and just to test what are you really made of. And church, we're not just speaking so that we can feel sorry for my name's sake. Amen. We're saying it so we can understand that the enemy wants to sift you as we also. The enemy wants to shake you up. What are you really made of? Listen, you can come to church, have the victory, get in your car and somebody just crosses you. Come on, what are you going to do? Come on, you can have the victory. You go to work skipping and then your boss starts to put some things on you, starts to say some things. How are you going to react? Because the devil is trying to sift you, trying to make you uh, uh, separate and trying to separate you from the victory that Jesus Christ has given us. And we have a choice literally to make. We have a choice to say, you know, he wants to do everything in his power to kind of separate you and maybe t- turn you back to the old you. Some of you sitting here have been delivered and set free from the life that you used to live. Well, the devil will try and spin you back to try and go straight back to where you come from. And you have to stand strong and say, no, I'm not going to be falling for that. Christ has done something supernatural in me and I'm going to hold on to what Jesus Christ has done. Can you say amen in this place? I've said this story before. I remember my friend, very, very promiscuous. Um, But this was one, he didn't, he was very promiscuous, but he didn't actually get success with any female he just was trying all day long all day just trying he used to spit bars he used to write poems he used to do all sorts to try and get women but it just didn't happen for him Uh, god bless him (laughs) it didn't happen (laughs) but thank god he got saved powerfully saved by the blood of jesus touched transformed and as he got saved all the women he was chasing for time all of a sudden started ringing him saying oh what are you doing tonight do you want to go to the cinema or watch the movie tonight? It's like, hold on a second. I spent my whole life trying to chase you people. Now I give my life to Jesus Christ and you're chasing me? Come on, you can see the horns coming out of their head. You can see the pitchfork that they're holding. Come on now. Because the devil is trying to sit. You've made a decision. You've made a choice to say, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to do what is right. And all of a sudden, people start knocking on your door. Talk about, oh, you're so funny. Get out of here. You wasn't laughing last week. <laughs> you need to hear. When, when Peter was being sifted, you got to understand, when did this happen? Well, it happened after he got a great revelation of what Jesus Christ said. We didn't initially read it, but the verses before Jesus warned about the sifting, Jesus revealed a great promise, a great ministry that's going to be upon them. In verse number 29 of our text, of chapter 22, it says, And I bestow upon you a kingdom. Just as my father bestowed upon me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And the Greek word there, bestow, is taken from the root word to channel. In other words, Jesus said we're going to channel the kingdom of God through you. What a revelation that would have been to receive from Jesus Christ, that you're going to judge the 12 tribes. You're going to be sitting on thrones. He got this revelation. And after he got the revelation of what Jesus Christ was going to do, that's when the devil turned up. That's when the devil turned up to try and sift as wheat. That's when the devil tried to turn up to say, you think you're going to rule? Well, can you handle this? Devil understood and he stepped in right after the revelation to begin to test what was promised. The devil has been doing that from day one. 
We go back to the Garden of Eden. And listen, we see Adam and Eve, and they're given this entire garden and say, listen, go, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. And when they're given this revelation, they're given this wonderful ministry, that's when the devil turned up, shook things up. How many know Adam and Eve, they got shook up pretty bad? Can you say amen in this place? They came, he came in and shook things up and moved things around so that they are now living a life, or we are all living a life, the consequences of sin, the consequences of the disasters that befall us because we've been sifted, and it's a continual sifting. He's been doing it from day one, and he's continuing to do it right now. Let me just see what you're made of. Let me see what's inside of you. Let me see what's actually going on. Are you actually saved? Do you actually believe Jesus Christ? You know, one of the favorite uh, scriptures I have uh, is when Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Um, because that's the hardest thing to do. Listen, if I come slap you in the face, listen, you're not going to go easy. Say, oh, yeah, just use the other cheek as well. But how many of that's a direct commandment from God? That is something Jesus Christ asked us to do. We should behave like that. Dare I say, if somebody came in right now, slapped one of you in the face, <laughs> hey, I don't know if they'll get another cheek. They might get another fist. I don't know what might happen, but you have to understand this is a sifting. This is something trying to, or someone trying to uh, pull the strings to make sure that you are truly what you say. And I want to move secondly to my point that God is sovereign. Now, if you've heard my preaching for any number of time, you would have heard me say that my mom has a golden rule. Or a golden phrase, shall I say. My mom's golden phrase is, hmm, God is in control. That's what she says in any situation. I could have been like, mom, my car's broke down. Hmm, God is in control. Mom, I've just fallen and broke my leg. Hmm, God is in control. She has that phrase for absolutely anything. When I was young, I was thinking, I used to think she's trying to pull the wool over my eyes. But as I get older, I start to understand that she was trying to let me know that in every situation, there is one who is not shocked by an event because he is in complete control of the universe. There's one who's not shocked by the sifting that's going on because all things are under his control. Look at Colossians 1 and verse number 16. The Bible says, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is, a, he is before all things and in him all things consist. I love that scripture, all things. And listen, it doesn't leave out anything. This is the God that we serve. He's able to be in control of everywhere and where do we see that in our text how does that link to our text and what we read at the beginning where do we find that God is in complete control if we read it again and Jesus said Simon Simon indeed Satan has asked for you that may he sift that he may sift you as wheat now that one line should give you comfort because the devil doesn't have free reign to do whatever he wants to you come on now he doesn't have free reign to do whatever he wants and, and attack however he wants. God is sovereign over all and complete control. The devil has to ask permission. 
He can't just go in there and do all sorts of things. We know the story of Job. Listen, when it was happening to Job, he didn't see it. But we can see in hindsight and we can see this spiritual dynamic that the devil had to go and ask permission. And although God is not the author of temptation, there's some things he will allow knowing that you are able to withstand this. The devil has to kind of ask so why then? Why the testing? What does that kind of prove? Why do we have to be testing? What's that all about? We look at Romans 5, verse number 3 to 4. The Bible says, we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope. You know, sometimes there is grit and dirt in our life that actually needs to be removed. Sometimes the sifting process will actually remove the grit that's in your life. It needs to come out. Peter said, I'm ready to go both to prison and to die with you. How many know Peter is very prideful sometimes? You could just say things out there. Well, that had to be shaken out of him. He, did, he wasn't indeed ready to go to prison, but as it shook out of him, as he kind of be or, or was made into the man that God made him to be, he started then after to be uh, this, this great ruler, this great man of God. But before that, he had to go through some things. He had to be sifted for a little bit. He had to kind of go through and, and, and see uh, what actually it means to be a man of God. And as he went through uh, perseverance, Produce character, and character produces hope. You know, as we go through things, it's painful as we're going through. But how many know when we come out the other side, we are stronger for it? Can you say amen in this place? There's some situations I've gone through that when I'm going through them, I'm like, this isn't very nice. This isn't a happy place right now. This isn't a, a nice time. But as you go through, I realize I come through and I'm now stronger for it. I'm now more wiser. Now I've got the experience of certain things. So as I've gone through the, that kind of shifting and so on, listen, I'm now more patient. I'm now more loving. Listen, if you say you, you want to be patient, get married and have kids. You'll understand some patient there. You have to understand, you have to go through some things to understand what it means to have a, a character and hope. I want to look lastly with you as we consider the praying Savior. So Jesus said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But he says here, but I have prayed for you. Your faith should not fail. And the you we're talking about here is not just a you as in you to Peter. The you, the actual word here is the plural. So talking about you all. So Jesus is praying for each and every one of us. As we go through life, he's not like aloof, doesn't see what you're going through. Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is up there. He's like an advocate there for you, contending that you will make it through. Can you imagine Jesus is up there at the right hand of the Father, cheering you on and saying, you can do this. You can get through this. Don't give up now. There's more there's, we've got to see now. You can make it to the finish line. This is Jesus, the Son of God, the King of Kings. And he experienced the temptations that we experience also. So we don't have a high priest who doesn't know how to experience 
experience. He's gone through the things that we're going through. So as he's cheering us on, he's cheering us on with experience saying, you can do this. I'm in your corner. I'm praying for you. Just like he said to Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith should not fail. You know, everything can fail. Your finances can fail. Relationships can fail. But as long as your faith does not fail, you can get back up again. As long as your faith does not stop, you can get back up again and fight to live or live to fight another day. We should say that, listen, take what you want, but you can't take my faith. My faith in a big God is going to allow me to stand up and get up again and again and again. And Jesus Christ is back in our corner. We need to understand that after the sifting, after Peter was sifted, he became Peter the rock. He had the keys of the kingdom. He had dominion. Jesus or God used him powerfully when the Holy Spirit came, Pentecost came, and he was the one that stood up and preached a sermon. 3,000 people gave their life. 3,000 people were added to the kingdom because this one who was sifted was able to stand strong. Listen, if you're not being sifted right now, then take this sermon, put it in your pocket, because there's going to come a time where you will be sifted. There's going to come a time where there's going to feel some pain, feel some restriction. But know this, Jesus is praying for you that your faith should not fail. Jesus is praying that your faith should not fail and then you would pass the time of testing. And as you come out, listen, we would see the wonders and glory that God's going to do through your life. If you just understand this sifting is just for a moment. We're going to get through this and we're going to come out the other side and see what God's going to do. You know what I find is interesting is that this Christian life that we live, you may not know it. You may not even want it, but people are watching you. It is what it is. People are watching you. People are observing you. What they're observing is seeing how you react. Because it's great, it's easy to act like a Christian, but to react like a Christian is a completely different ballgame. And people are just wanting to say, I thought you was a Christian. I thought you went to church. They're waiting to say that. They're waiting to say that, but you don't want to give people that opportunity to say that. Keep watching, I'm going to be serving Christ. Keep watching, I'm going to have my faith in a big God. Keep watching, you're going to see God do great and mighty things through my life. Because although I'm sifted, I'm going to stand strong. And we're going to see that God will prevail. We're going to see that I am indeed changed from the inside out. This isn't just a skin deep thing. This is touching my soul. I'm completely changed and transformed. I'm not the person I used to be. In fact, the Bible says that we have died with Christ. We've been crucified with Christ. And as he rose again I rise again too the old Peter is dead you now stand before you a new man born again fresh because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross so devil sift away I'm going to stand stronger and I'm going to come out the other end who's with me in this place this evening we need to stand the time of testing because indeed if he's going to ask for Peter listen he's going to ask for you as well and as the devil asks for you, let him shift away or sift away and you make sure that you stand stronger in Jesus Christ. I want to pray for a few things. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place right now this evening.